The following program contains strong language, adult humor, and is meant for immature, mature audiences only. Parental discretion is advised. Did I tell you that I went to a zoo the other day? No. I didn't really see a lot of animals, and there was only one dog there. What? It was a shit zoo. Get it? Oh my god. So, because this is a little bit of a low energy episode, if you are driving a car or operating heavy machinery, we don't recommend listening to it. This is a bedtime episode. So, with that said, welcome to John and Warren Go on a Tangent, the show where we take topics and diverge from them badly with mixed <laughs> results. <laughs> my name's Warren. And my name's John. And this week we're talking about regret. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Regrets about you. <laughs> well, we I think we've touched on it here and there in our conversations recently. Um, mm-hmm. But now that we're on the heels of the Afghanistan thing kind of winding down and we're kind of getting over it a little bit as far as the news cycle goes, I thought it was a good time to talk, talk about regrets and uh, how... Uh, you know, for me personally, I've had some really shitty things happen to me throughout my life. And some mm-hmm. of those were outside of my control. And some of those were because of the choices that I've made. But all in all, I don't really have a regret because without those experiences, I don't think I have become the person that I am today. And I happen to like that dude. So I've never really lived in that realm of regret. Um mm-hmm. But I was wondering what your thoughts are on it. Uh, actually, it's kind of similar with, um, you know, there are things that I think, oh, man, I wish I had done that differently. Or, you know, I could have done that better. I wish I'd been smarter about, you know, insert whatever here. Um, and at the same time, it's one of those things where, you know, I wouldn't be who I am today if I had done those differently, you know, I might not have met the people that I met or done the things that I've done. I think one of the ones that pops into my mind a lot is when I was, you know, 19 and I enlisted in the Navy and my son's mom was seemingly very supportive of this, but like the day after, uh, Oh, what's it called? when you're getting all sworn in and doing all the crap at MEPS. Yeah. MEPS. Yeah. So, the, so after MEPS, like I'm like feeling pretty good and she's just like super quiet. And I was like, what's up? <laughs> you know? And, and then she finally tells me like, you know, I really didn't want you to do this. And I was like, this isn't something that happened overnight. Like, like, you should have said something. And so, uh, yeah, she was like really adamant that she didn't actually want me to do it. And, you know, I was technically already sworn in and, uh, long story short and went, I went and talked to them at the recruiting place and they, they let it go. So I did not go. And I, I wonder about like, you know, where would I have gone in the world? What would I have done? And I imagine it, you know, might have been an interesting thing, but it also might, might have been horrible. I have no idea. And, you know, as, as stressful and rough as things are for me right now, you know, this is where I am. I mean, for all I know, it might have been a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially given the time frame. Yeah. That, <laughs> when you were 19. <laughs> Yeah, you, you yeah. might have had a, what a couple good years before getting deployed over and over again. Mm-hmm. 
on the plus side, I would have been on a massive boat with missiles. (laughs) Yeah, and like 500 dudes and five chicks. Yeah, or I might have been on a submarine. So that's uh, with my ASVAB scores. uh, When I talked to them, they were like, dude, you could literally do whatever you want here. So it's like, oh, cool. Well, I don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> thanks oh, man. for the rec- opportunity, but no thanks. <laughs> the recruiter was pissed. Oh, I'm sure he fucked up his numbers. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, they I, weren't that's... always honest with me. <laughs> of course, yeah, that's what recruiters <laughs> are. That's one thing. I had a buddy when I was in the military, and we lived in the barracks together. We were low-ranking soldiers, E3s and E4s, and that fucker would bitch about everything. He would bitch about everything. Anything and everything that there could be to bitch about the army, he bitched about it. And yeah. and lo and behold, that motherfucker became a recruiter. And it's just like, dude, you fucking hated it. You don't think any of it makes sense. You don't like any of it. And you're going to tell other people to join? I was like, oh, man, I don't, I don't know how you sleep at night. Right. <laughs> you know, it's one thing yeah. if like you join the military and you love it and you're just like, yeah, I want to get more people in here. And then it's another to be like, oh man, this is career progression and an opportunity to never deploy again. Yeah. I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. You know, all they are is a, a salesman, but they're selling death and what could be perceived as fun. Yeah. And I, I also noticed, with the exception of one of the guys at the recruiting office, because it was a joint office, you know, it wasn't just like an army recruiting, it was like a U.S. military recruiting office, the one I went to. So there were army and marines, and they all shared an office. And I got to say, with the exception of the staff sergeant, uh, who I talked to, Every now and then, the main recruiter guy and all the other recruiter guys were a little bit soft around the edges, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. <laughs> like, um, I can't hack it, so I'm going to be a recruiter and just get fat in an office. That's kind of what it seemed like. Well, and that, that's one of those things about when I was in the military that just drove me nuts. Because uh, when I decided to go in... I was like gung ho and I was like, I mm-hmm. want to be, I want to be a ranger and I want to jump out of airplanes and I want to do all that cool shit. Mm-hmm. And then, but I was 17 and my mom was totally against it. And the recruiters and my mom got together and we're like, you got to convince them to do something that translates outside of the military. And so my mom talked to me about that and I was like, all right, let me think about something. And we came across military police and, that mm-hmm. is not high speed. That is not awesome stuff. That's really mm-hmm. lame stuff, actually. And But what I came across, and whether it was in my unit of military police officers or even if I went to infantry or if I saw the Cav Scouts or anything like that, like they had, they had a lot of what the term we used, shitbags. Just a ton yeah. of shitbags that struggle to pass their PT test and they, they can't get shit right and... They're blowing all their money all the time and can't even eat. And it's just like people that barely keep themselves alive. And it's like, this, these are the people I got to go to war with. These are the people that are going to have my back. No fucking way. No fucking way. Do I want that dude to have a gun right next to me? And so yeah. I just like, oh my God, I cannot believe, I can I really can't. Like you think about some of the shitty people out here in civilian life and then put a gun in their hand and say that they need to help keep you alive. And it's just like, yeah. no, no fucking way. You wouldn't do it. Yeah. But, that reminds me of a, a kid I used to hang out with um, at the Ramshorn back in Michigan. He was not a friend of mine. He was like, one of the a friend of a friend of a friend who would occasionally hang out with us, you know, when we were at Ramsor and drinking coffee and eating fries for like five hours. And this kid was just like, he was like, Oh yeah, I'm going to go to the military. I'm going to be, it's going to be awesome. Join the army and like all this stuff. But he was just like the biggest jackass I've ever met. 
like I can only hope and pray that uh, though I don't have no idea who I'd be praying to. Um, I'm just like, God, if he goes into the army, I really hope they straighten him out somehow. <laughs> Cause like, this is a kid who to emphasize a joke, hocked up a loogie and spit on the floor in the restaurant. Like, and I was, it, like, like any joke or just a particular no, no, joke? It was, it was like a particular joke. And I don't remember what it was because I like my brain, like cut all that out. And it only was like, did you just fucking spit on the floor in a restaurant? Like, what the hell's your problem, dude? Oh man. I wanted to clock him when he did that. Cause it's like, you're sitting at our table and you do that. <laughs> and then he's like, just laughing about it. And Oh my God. Yeah. Lots of tools. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Cause that's it. That's the other type of person I ran into is somebody who thought that they were high speed and mm-hmm. super awesome and super good and weren't. Yeah. Like just, you know, they were the ones that bought all the special gear and looked all spiffy on deployment, but barely, <laughs> barely made marksmen when it comes to shooting their rifle. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. It's not yeah. that hard. There's these things <laughs> they're called sights and you look at them <laughs> and then you hit your target. Yeah. <laughs> Again, people who barely can pass their basic rifle marksmanship again that's the person next to you that's supposed to help keep you alive fuck that that's that's why i went into dog handling then it was just me and my dog and hopefully we didn't get murdered yeah i i'm glad you went into that because i just love seeing you work with dogs and like i remember when we went to arizona to that ranch Oh yeah, and we were out. We were out walking along the stream, and that that dude. I don't know if he was a ranch hand or if he was like the son of the owners or what. But that guy had no control over his dog, and he's like screaming and yelling and cussing at it. And I think maybe it was was it Jazzy at the time. Yeah, yeah. You'd just be like Jazzy, come on, and he would like kind of start walking back to you, and the other dog would antagonize him, and then you'd be like, no, nope, come on, Jazzy, kept your voice calm and. Jazzy ended up coming over, and this guy's still screaming at his dog. And I'm like, dude, you suck. (laughs) (laughs) I want your dog to, like, jump up and rip your throat out. But it (laughs) didn't. It didn't. Because it was bullied into submission. Yeah. Well, that was – I had an experience like that this weekend at my parents, too. Uh, Because although Jazzy was a great dog – Tigger, mm-hmm. as far as obedience goes, is even better. And, and yeah. what's crazy about him is he's super good off leash. So like he was, ha- he gets really, really excited around four wheelers at my parents' mm-hmm. house in particular because it's like we're mm-hmm. going for a ride. And so he barks around, he barks a lot, and I was like, all right, it's time to chill this out. And Jillian was walking out to the field, and I was going to ride the four wheeler out. There's this like deer stand or whatever we were all going to, and I made him go walk with. Jillian he like really didn't want to but I made him go to Jillian and I've trained Jillian on how to handle Tigger and so she's like heel and he walked at a heel out to the field and you know five minutes later or sorry not five minutes later when we get back to the house like my parents little shih tzu dogs come out and they're barking and same thing like you're saying about that that one dude they're just yelling at him and screaming at him and like not giving them the a command, just trying to get them to stop. And they couldn't because they've never trained their dogs. All they've done is yell at their dogs. That reminds me. You said they had Shih Tzus. Um, <clears throat> did I tell you that I went to a zoo the other day? No. Yeah, it was, um, it was interesting. Um, I didn't really see a lot of animals, and there was only one dog there. What? And it was a zoo? <laughs> it was a shit zoo. Oh, Get a it? shit zoo. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, uh, that's dumb. I love it. I'm yeah, that's that real. yeah, that's real bad. <laughs> it's a shit zoo. You'll get it later. <laughs> oh, oh, goodness. I was like, I was trying to think. I was like, I just talked to you not that long ago. You didn't mention going anywhere where there might <laughs> yeah. be a zoo. 
I was taking it way too logically. I, yeah, I don't even know where the closest zoo to us is, actually. And I don't know. For the most part, I'm okay with that. I'm not the biggest fan of zoos. Just because with few exceptions, a lot of them seem like they're they're kind of smallish for you know for the animal habitats. Oh yeah. Um, and, uh, there is a place out here though. Um, I think it's called like the Wildlife Preserve or something like that. And they the have one in, the one in Canab. No, no, no. It's it's in it's here in Colorado. Um, but it's like they have three of them, but there's only one of them that you can visit because it's set up for it. Uh, it's like over 700 acres, and they have exotic animals that are rescued from places like Joe Exotic's place, and. They have uh, big walkways that kind of go up and over so that you can like see the animals without intruding on them. And it's pretty cool looking, and I really want to check it out sometime. Um, but yeah, they have two here in Colorado. Um, one is like 750 acres. The other is like 12,000 acres or something. And then they have one in Texas that I want to say is over 20,000 acres. And I'm like, you know, the animals have their own place separate from each other and i think that's great and it's not an oversized pen no it's like proper living space so i think that's really cool yeah that makes me think about humans being domesticated zoo animals what was it the the twilight zone the the original twilight zone years ago did one like that where they were (laughs) in a house and like, Oh, this is, this is interesting. It's kind of weird, but it's interesting. And then all of a sudden this curtain draws back and there's all these people like gaping at them. Gawking. Sorry. <laughs> gaping is something different. I was, I was, <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of like their, their mouths being wide open gaping. Yeah. So I followed. That's not where my brain went as soon as I said it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but that reminds me. I think his name is Lewis. It might be Lewis Black. It might be somebody else. But they talk about like it might even it might be George Carlin. Uh, it's been a long time since I've heard it. But they talk about everything's in a box, mm-hmm. you know. And it comes down to our house is a box, and we live in a box, and we pr- we protect our box, and we decorate our box, and then we die, and we get buried in a box, and everything is just a box. <laughs> and I was just like, holy fuck, man, that actually makes a whole lot of sense and just continues to drive me away from ever wanting to be planted in one place. Cause if you really think about it, like if you buy a house, that is a 30 year commitment, sometimes 15, but a 30 year commitment to pay that fucker off. And that not only are you paying that mortgage every single month, but you're paying your utility. Mm -hmm. And, And then on top of that, you spend a ton of money decorating it and making the yard nice and everything else. And just like, is that is that why we work is so we can spend a shit ton of money on this place that we call home that we never really own yes that is why we work Uh, (laughs) that's why some people work and you know you don't actually like you like when you buy even when you buy property you don't actually own that it's um essentially a land deed is essentially like a lease this is what I heard anyway. And I thought, you know, that kind of makes sense for America. <laughs> Modern America. Yeah. That doesn't Bust sound constitutional. Who knows? Well, and how many people make it to 30 years? Especially now. Like, there's so many few, or there's so few millennials that are buying houses because either they don't believe in it or they can't afford it or mm-hmm. renting's easier or whatever, but. I mean, if you got 30-year-olds that aren't buying houses or are going to put off put it off for another 10 years, you know, they're not paying that shit off till they're 70. Which means they're working till they're 70. Unless they come into a lot of money or, you know, like, yeah, make it big somehow and can just pay it off quickly. Yeah. The only reason that I want a a house is so that I can have a yard with a fence so that I can have dogs. I want old dogs um but i i just i like old dogs because i think it'd be cool to give them a place to like spend their senior years you know their last years with somebody that just loves them and spoils them a little bit maybe feeds them baloney hell yeah dogs like baloney yeah dogs like 
most human food except for vegetables yeah i was i was watching um a video this gal and her what is it an aussie an australian shepherd shepherd yeah i believe and she she had a video where it was like yes or no and like secret has learned to nod her head yes or shake her head no and she had all these different things like snacks and stuff and and secret would like see it and shake her head yes and then like one of the things she pulled out was broccoli and secret kind of looked at it and it was shaking her head like uh-uh i'm not eating that <laughs> it was hilarious yeah it's crazy what people can train dogs to do i i watched this one i think it's it's either a poodle or a labradoodle but her name is bunny and this this person has trained her to talk using buttons on the floor oh wow yeah it's freaking intense like they can they can have full-on conversations and usually it you know is regarding food or somebody's outside or it's time to go for a walk but like to be able to communicate that clearly with your dog is pretty awesome. I'd say that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, like the dog in Up. Yeah. Like dogs in Up, I should say. Doug. Dude, uh, <clears throat> Doug the dog from Up has his own TV show. I don't know if you saw that on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Um, I just think that's awesome. <laughs> have, you, have you watched it? I have not yet, but I, it is definitely on my watch list. I loved the I loved the dog. Do you know the premise? Like, is he on the island, or is it after the movie? Um, I'm not sure about that. I just know that like each episode are like different types of adventures and learning experiences for Doug and uh, Squirrel. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the first episode. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Doug's a good dog. Doug is a good dog. <laughs> oh, Tiggs is a good dog. He uh he ha he does not like going up north. That's where we just were this past weekend for Labor Day. And he just doesn't like it because Kevin and Stacy's dogs are up there. And then Matthew's yeah. dogs are up there. And like he's he's glad to see all the people and he just hates seeing the other dogs. He's like a he's a one dog household type of dog. Is, is it because of their training or just in general he prefers? I think I think part of it is he kind he's a little bit like me where if somebody else's energy is off or doesn't match mine, mm -hmm. then it's really hard for me to be around him. And I think Tigger has a little bit of that. But I think the big part too is just like. He has to share the attention with all of those dogs. Yeah. Like if he was the only dog up there with all the people that were up there, he would have been in fucking heaven. But yeah. have, having to share the attention, he's just like, fuck you guys. Get out of here. I Maybe. I need all the loves. How, how many dogs does Stacy have and how many does Matthew have? So Stacy has the two and then um, Matthew is down to one. They just got rid of one because she bit somebody. So he just has Nelly. I don't know if you remember Nelly or not. I do not. Yeah. I remember playing Pathfinder. <laughs> Trying to play, try, play, try, path? play Pathfinder in the kitchen. Yeah. That didn't go well. I thought I, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, because I was, you know, I was make, making this story and I loved that. Uh, I love doing the GM, but I definitely was not prepared and had no idea what I needed to do. <laughs> uh, I made my character, and that's it. That's all. I, that's all I knew. Yeah, but, uh, I thought about it a couple times uh, last year with COVID going on. Like, there's got to be some good, good D and D type games you can do over Zoom or Google Hangouts or whatever. There, there were people playing D and D, Pathfinder, like you name it, all over Zoom. I would, I would like to give it another shot, but uh, yeah, I think I need a different. Uh, I need some experienced players to play with. Well, I think too that um, a lot of those types of games, I think, 
are overcomplicated. I I mean, I'm very much a just roll. If you roll over X amount, you, you're good. But there's a lot of stuff that goes in with the stats, you know, like some of the, I don't know if they still have them, but like some of the, the D&D things, like your part of your skills would be like acrobatics and you'd have like a, a plus two to acrobatics or something. And you're like, okay, I'm going to jump across this chasm, you know, and they're like, okay, well, it's a 10 foot chasm. So, you know, it's got a difficulty of like eight. So you got to roll at least a six and it's like, just fucking roll the dice, man. Like if you roll better than a three, cause I'm, you know, like me, I'm like all like, it's 50, 50 do or do not. You either did it or you didn't. I don't care about the extra stats. Like you either did it or you didn't. <laughs> yeah. It's about the story, man. That's all I give a shit about. Like, I don't care what you guys are doing. (laughs) Like, if you want to jump a chasm, do it or don't. You know? (laughs) If you don't, I'm not going to kill you. Because if I kill you, I can't keep the story going. (laughs) So, like, you trip and fall down and, and, you know, skid just to the edge of the the chasm. And, you know, you're like, oh, man, that was fucking close. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I guess I need to boost my coordination stat. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. I remember the first D and D game. We were just like we went to a friend's house, and it was just like you know, all of us playing the game. I was GMing, and I kept everybody in character, like the whole fucking time. Like if somebody, you know, like when you came into the tavern, I was all of a sudden you know the tavern keeper, and so I'm handing out drinks to people around the table. We're drinking beers <laughs> and keeping in character the entire time. Uh, one of the characters, uh, my buddy Terry, he had a dwarf named Teridius Longpiece, <clears throat> who had a, <laughs> who had a, who actually like had a massive cock, and I allowed him to use it as like a plus two blunt weapon. <laughs> and, uh, it was essentially a mace, but it was his dick, so he was never without it. Um, it was like in chainmail, and uh, like he was like, "Dude, I need a cigarette," and I was like, "Ah, Teridius." You say you need a cigarette. Well, I don't allow smoking in my tavern, but let's step outside and I'll tell you a little more about this quest. I could also go for a smoke. I mean, we just, yeah, we went outside and just like the whole time. It was badass. Yeah, that sounds way more fun than what we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, plus, what the... I, I, we didn't even do anything. <clears throat> like, didn't we like get to something and then we had to be done? Yeah, I think you got to like a cabin in the woods and fought a couple goblins or something, and then that was it because we ran out of time. Yeah, but like, yeah, I, um, I was also, if you recall, I was, I was following a pre-made story in that, and I, I don't like that. I make yeah. them up on the fly, and the games go a lot more. Uh, they're more exciting. They're a lot smoother. Combats. I don't know. I almost think I should just make my own RPG, tabletop RPG. Um, all you got to do is tweet combat and you're good to go. And it'd be as simple as you either hit him or you didn't. Just shut up. Yeah. What about his armor? Fuck his armor. You have a, you have a fucking axe. Just roll. <laughs> <laughs> Please, just, get this, just get this story going, dickhead. You're wasting my time. That would, that would be kind of funny to ha- when you're writing up the instructions where there's like an FAQ or something. It's like, well, what if this happens? Just fucking roll. Just roll the fucking dice. Just roll the fucking dice. Well, what if this happens? Refer to the previous question. (laughs) See above. Yeah. Like, what if I want to do something that's not in the rule book? Ask the GM. If they don't give a shit, I don't give a shit. And neither does the game. (laughs) It's just like the real world, dude. You can literally do whatever you want. There might be consequences, good or bad. Yeah. Actually, don't ask. Just do it and see what happens. That's what I always liked. If someone's like, all right, I'm going to dive behind this whatever the fuck, and I'm going to throw a dagger at it as I dive, and then I'm going to come up and hit it with my sword after the roll. And and what do you think I told them to do? Roll the fucking dice. <laughs> roll the dice. <laughs> oh man, you hit him. Now roll the dice to see how much damage you did. Good job. Let's keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's boring when you're low level. So he gave you, I don't know, 40 experience because you're new to this. 
Yeah. I mean, that's like, uh, I mean, it's just like Borderlands. You know, when you're early on, you're gaining XP like crazy and leveling up like crazy. And then mm-hmm. it just gets fucking harder and harder and harder and takes forever to level up. Well, because, yeah, like as you're obviously as you get better, it's like, you know, the first time a kid cooks eggs, you know, let's say a kid's 12 years old and he's like going to fry up eggs for the first time. It's not going to be as good. So it's really kick ass when he does a good job at it there's your extra experience. Then you get to be my age and you've been cooking eggs for 30 years. It's like, okay, man, those eggs are not even going to give you experience anymore because <laughs> you already, you know, you're too high level. Or it's a fraction of a point. You got to get something, you know? Yeah. Maybe, maybe tried almond milk instead of whole milk. Like in your eggs? Yeah. No. You don't, you don't put milk in your eggs? No, no. I if I'm scrambling eggs, I don't put milk on. Oh my goodness! Am well, scram- you should try. No, you'll get you'll get some more no, I, experience I, points. I used to, I used to. I stopped doing it because I actually make better eggs without the milk. Oh man, I don't know. Yeah, that. no. If I if I were making maybe an omelet, I might do it. But no, I uh, I don't know, dude. I I used to used to do it with milk, and I stopped and. I actually watched a uh, Gordon Ramsay video and he was like, oh, boy, this is how you make fucking eggs. Okay, you're right. <laughs> Clearly, you know what you're doing. I don't know, man. I don't know. So, I, I like my fluffy eggs. No, these are still fluffy. The fluff doesn't come from the milk. It comes from like aerating the eggs. I, or, I don't know what the fuck you call it, but like when you like mix them up um, and you get the bubbles and they're, they're good, dude. All right, I'm telling well, you. Next time, when I come to get your pot candy, you're going to have to cook me some eggs, and I'll be the judge of this. Sure. Sure. No, they're... I mean, and if you... if it's, And if, you know what? If you do say, like, ah, oh, they're not fluffy enough for me, okay. Roll the dice. <laughs> I'll make you... I'll make you... Some, I was going to say that, then I was like, no, that's lame. <laughs> you took... You said what I... <laughs> You said what I was thinking, so that's good. <laughs> I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Roll yeah. the dice. We'll see if your next your next thing of eggs is fluffier in your face. Yeah, or poisoned. <laughs> hey, all it takes is a, what, a peach pit or a cherry, cherry seed, man. Apple seeds, too. Apple seeds are not as good. <clears throat> Apple seeds have such trace amounts. Um I'm not even going to say what I was going to say because I would need to have a legal disclaimer. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, every time you eat apple seeds, there's just that there's like the tiniest amount of arsenic. In fact, I remember a GI Joe episode where they defeated a giant blob monster. The Joes, uh, they routed this giant blob monster to an apple orchard and ate the apples because of all the seeds that died. So even when I was like six years old, I was like, whoa, apple seeds can kill you in like orchard level quantities. <laughs> so did you start saving apple seeds after that? No, no. Until, until your brother would be like, I got apple seeds. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that would be that would be unnecessarily time consuming. <laughs> or Or he's snooping. Um, Warren, why do you have like a thousand apple seeds? Yeah. <laughs> You'll find out. <laughs> I oh, had, I go ahead. It's, it's totally off topic, but I learned an interesting thing today. Um, you know, whoopee cushions, right? Like classic gag. Yeah. They are not even a remotely new invention. Um, and I found out that a young emperor by the name of Marcus Aurelius used to use the equivalent of whoopee cushions way back in the day at social functions. <laughs> and like his parties, he would like put whoopee cushions down and mess with people. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't know, you know, like I didn't research this. Um, it was the, the channel I was watching, the guy does his research. And I'm like, you know, I, I would I would believe it. Why not? He was, you know, he became emperor when he was still really young. So, like, he might have wanted to, like, dick around now and then. (laughs) 
Plus, it's just funny. It's probably it like is. sheep's stomach or something that, like that. That's what I was thinking. Was like some kind of animal bladder. Oh man, I wonder if they because it's like organic and coming from the bowels of an animal. If it would smell too. Oh yeah, I wonder. That would be cool. That would have been <laughs> like, you know, because then he could have been like, oh no, Seneca, you ripped one. <laughs> <laughs> also how are we alive at the same time they don't they were alive at the same time i don't remember the dates yeah i just i thought that was pretty damn funny it was it was um it was a, a stupid inventions that made the the inventors like just millions of dollars and uh yeah that was one of them somebody took the old style of whoopee cushion and redesigned it using latex rubber and uh history was made yeah and And then it it was and then it was made again when they made the self-inflating one yeah that's right i forgot they had those that's right they don't have the same they're not they don't have the same like sound and that was actually something that they put a lot of research into when they were making them was like what's the optimal fart sound for a whoopee (laughs) cushion for real i was I'm like learning all about them. I was like, dude, that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, and it, it it never gets old either. Like his kids love it. I remember we took Joe and Junie to like one of those places. It's like a big arcade, but they serve food and stuff too. Like mm-hmm. uh, like an upscale Chuck E. Cheese. Anyways, so we gave him some money, and you know nowadays it's not quarters or dollars. You have a card that you swipe, and so they're running around swiping things, and I can't even keep up with where they <laughs> are. Um, and eventually, like we get to the end, and you don't know how many tickets you have until mm-hmm. you swipe your card to go get something. Well, fucking Junie won like a fat. She won a jackpot on something. She w- had over a thousand tickets. That's awesome. And I was just like, holy shit, how did you do that? And then I was like, well, what are we going to get? And she's like, I don't know. And I think at this point, she's only like three years old. Mm-hmm. But the thing that she picked out first, she points at this thing. It's just like, have you ever seen like those staples buttons? Yeah. Where it's like, make it easy and you hit the button yeah. or whatever. The well, this button. one... It, yeah, this one is like uh it was black and yellow and it had the poop emoji on it. She's like <laughs> and she's like, What's that? And I, I was like, I don't know. And so we asked the lady and she's like, That's a fart machine. And she's like, <laughs> I want it. <laughs> and up and and we still ha- we call it her fart box. And nice. she still has it and she still plays with it and she'll hide it somewhere and have it go off and be like, oh, you stink, Junie. And she's like, no, it's not me. It's my fart box. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it is your fart box coming out of your pants. No, no, no. See, it's my fart box. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. The digitized whoopee cushion. Well, I mean, there's definitely benefits to that. Um, I mean, I could see downsides too, but uh, I went through a couple whoopee cushions as a kid because, like, you know, you put them down on a seat and somebody's supposed to sit down. You don't realize that some people, when they're going to sit down on a couch, are going to like f- just flop on the couch, and then it then it pops it, and you're like, no, <laughs> yeah, you blew hard- ring. <laughs> hard surfaces. <laughs> you got to put it on hard surface to be a little more functional yeah yeah it would work um it would work under a couch cushion but i do think that uh because it wasn't as as flat uh like when somebody sat on it it could like twist it a little bit and i i think that was part of the cause for popping yeah that makes sense wow we really got off topic this time around well it's hard because it's like it's like regret. I'm like, I don't know. I don't really have a lot of them. I mean, there are things that, you know, but like there are things I, I think about that I could have done differently, but do I like regret it? Not really. See, yeah. And I don't, I don't even really have that, that thought process of, 
could I do things differently? Like may, maybe a little bit, uh, probably particularly when it comes to like relationship building and, <laughs> and maintenance with those closest to you. But for the most part, like I, I don't put a whole lot of thought into what happened yesterday or a week ago or five years ago. Cause I heard a quote, I, you might remember where this came from, but it's like, you can't drive a car and stare at the rear view mirror and you don't want to look backwards cause you're not going that way. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that was Socrates. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, he's a terrible driver. I bet he would have been like, cause I, so you know, I'm playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which takes place in ancient Greece, and you meet Socrates, and you know he was the guy. You know, he questioned everything. Always, it's like, but why? Like, what about this? And and I was just thinking, like, dude, I would never invite you to parties. Just be like. No, Socrates ain't coming. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> well, I find you to be a bit annoying. What about me is annoying to you? Uh, it's your persistent <laughs> questions. Well, is it the way that I ask them or the volume of them? What exactly about my questions? And that's as far as you would get because then I'd punch him. <laughs> <laughs> We all do. Yeah. And if you don't, it's you. <laughs> yeah. All right. It might be me sometimes. <laughs> but I, that was the thing is the guy that I knew was he wasn't necessarily inquisitive. He just he wanted to seem smart. And if he never had to answer anything or have his own thoughts, then he could appear that way. Uh, that me? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, okay. No. I feel yeah, like I both of us are kind of low energy tonight. Oh, I'm tired as hell, dude. Like, I fell asleep earlier in the afternoon, and then uh, 5 o'clock or so, I was, like, fading on the couch. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. I'm a little sleepy. Yeah. I think uh, just kind of a long, busy weekend, and I think I actually might be coming down with something. So I'm, I've got a headache and not feeling great. That's not good. And it, and it's getting close to bedtime. Yeah, it's later there, isn't it? Oh, well, yeah. And I'm, i am got to get up at 4.30. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't love it. But I was also... Well, I mean, what time did I call you today? Like 2.30, 2.45? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was done working at that point, so that was nice. Yeah, it's good to be able to get out early and, like, have a little chill time. Because you were just, were you just by yourself then for a bit? No. Um, well, remember how I said my uh, tire was, indicator was on? Yeah. I was I was pretty close to fucking flat by the time I got home. Oh and shit! I, I pulled out a giant fucking screw, which then made me completely flat. So I had to go get yeah. a patch patch kit and patch that up, and rode my bike there and found out that my bike shifting was all off, and my I needed to screw my <laughs> wheel. So I just Jeez. worked on shit, and Jillian and Joe went on a mommy daughter date, and by the time they got back, they brought me dinner. I ate dinner. What's that new show, uh, Reservation Dogs? Have you seen any previews for that? I have not. I've heard things about it. Um, only things that like people saying like it's really good, but I have, I don't even know what it's about. Yeah, I saw the I saw the previews, and it's it's one of those things where the previews are just showing you all the all the best parts and kind of portraying a certain style that it actually doesn't seem to be like on and maybe it's just that i'm not getting the comedy that's there um but like that's that's how i thought it was going to be i thought it was going to be more more of a comedy 
And there is some funny stuff in there, but then there's other parts where it's like, I think they're trying to be funny and they're not. So I'm only two episodes in, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I think the most recent thing I've been watching is uh, I finally sat down and started watching season two of The Boys. I think I'm on episode six. So and I'm I'm enjoying this season. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I just like the sh- I like the show a lot. I I'm like wondering what's gonna happen with like the different superheroes and you know I can't remember anybody's name right now because I'm tired. But yeah, <laughs> like like Huey's like starting to grow, you know, and kind of stand up for himself to Butcher, and I just think that's pretty kick ass. Yeah. I really uh the Mother's Milk character, man, I love that guy. I'm just uh the episode the last episode I watched, he like took a knife from black noir or whatever that dude's name is. And I was just like, Oh, you better not have fucking killed mother's milk. <laughs> mother's milk. Yeah. Oh, man. the big black guy, the big black guy. Yeah. 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 He's, he's just awesome, dude. He's such a, cause he's like, he's honestly, he's like one of the only characters in the group. that's like reasonable. Like, yeah, he's got his issues, but he's, he's probably the most like level character in the group. And like, he does a good job of like, uh, offsetting, you know, butcher else. Frenchie, Frenchie and all that. Stuff. <laughs> he's hilarious. The, I like that guy. I just, I like the show. I like the characters. It's good shit. Yeah. I like, I like the connection between Frenchie and the, I don't even know what her name is. Does she have yeah. a name? It's an Asian superhero. <laughs> I think it's Kamiko, maybe. Oh, Kamiko, yeah, 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 yeah. That that little romance or whatever you want to call it is is pretty cute. Yeah, and I I'm liking I liked that thing with uh, that new character Stormfront, and like you find out about her past, and I was like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. And I and and I really dislike her, and and uh, like once you find out about her past, it's like ah. Oh, that explains so much. <laughs> <laughs> now I really fucking hate you. <laughs> yeah. I uh I could see you playing Butcher. Nah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I think you could pull it off. I could I could I I'm sure I could probably pull it off, but uh I think Carl Urban's a little more intimidating than me. <laughs> Cause he's like in relatively good shape and he's tall. <laughs> I don't Is think- he though? I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah, I think he's like near six feet or somewhere around there. He's he's not my height. I can tell you that. Uh, I th- I still think you'd pull it off with your with your chops. Yeah, I don't have those right now. I just have a beard. Well, no, well, easy some... enough to make them then. Yeah, that's true. Are you gonna have them for I the just, race? I haven't. No, I don't. I don't even fucking care, dude. Like, I so don't want to do this race. Maybe for the Spartan races, I'll I'll break them out. But uh, yeah, this one this weekend, no. Um, and I do want to. I do want to talk to Charlie about you know the stuff that's been bugging me, and because I don't, it's not fair. Like to just kind of like let that simmer inside me, and she doesn't even know. You know, yeah. that something yeah. she said or did bothered me. It's not fair to her. There's something yeah. I regret not saying that sooner. Uh, regret though, I mean, to see that, I mean, because regret, I don't know, just feels final. It it kind of does, yeah. Like right. if she were <clears throat> not, I hope I don't jinx her, but if she were to die tomorrow, then I could say like, oh, I really regret <laughs> not, <laughs> not not telling her that uh, I was upset. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that that would make sense, but to like something you still have an opportunity to do, I don't know. Is is there a, a spectrum of regret? Man, that's, that that sounds like an album for sure. Spectrum of regret? Yeah, I would make it a '70s porn style jazz album, and people <laughs> would just be like, "What? What the hell?" I'd be like, I don't even know. But trust me, there's some people that have done stuff that is kind of regret it now. 
I can hear it in my head exactly what you're saying. And yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah. And may- maybe put some some uh, sound effects in there too. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh. Just, just, just slip it in there. No pun intended. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh. I think that's it. I think that's all I got. Yeah, let's let's wrap this one up. I'm tired. You're tired. Our listeners are tired. We probably anybody who's listening to this are probably like, man, I was really high energy, and then I put this on, and now I want to go to sleep. Yeah, well, <laughs> not put, out of boredom, but because <laughs> that's the energy we bring, baby. That's uh, right. Yeah. Put a disclaimer <laughs> on this one. Uh, if you're operating heavy machinery, stop. Or don't listen. <laughs> I I will do that actually. <laughs> Cause this week was different. Sure was. But not really. Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh... Plenty of tangents. Yeah, there were. And I think there were some good ones. But um Yeah, I'm just fucking tired. Yeah, me too. Oh, but hey, I'm going to send you a link to this tarp that I found uh, and got. It's pretty awesome. It For has, like, uh, camp. Yeah. So it's, okay. it's, it's not like your typical. It's more like rain jacket material. Okay. It, has, it has really solid attachment points. And it has these um, loops that also have grommets on it. Uh, over the ridge line yeah so i'll i'll send that to you i i just got it and put it up for the first time today and was like i gotta tell warren about this because i think he would dig it because it cool. and it has it has a bunch of different configurations too you don't have to just do a, a top ridge line or whatever you can make a little a-frame or even just do something off your car nice well if you're listening to this and you're interested in that tarp i'll put the link in the show notes and it's not even affiliate marketing it's not we don't make anything off of this stuff ever (laughs) yet (laughs) possibly i don't know well until you start telling your friends to listen to this not because it's good but because you want us to make money or you just want to make fun of us which is fine too because i mean let's be honest we'll never meet in real life and if we didn't find out we could kick your ass Bring it. I'll just be breathing heavy. I'll be breathing heavier <laughs> than you will. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll talk and good luck at your race. I'll be in touch with you. John and Warren go on a tangent was ad libbed and produced by us, and we hope you enjoyed the show. See you next week. <laughs>